Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself questioning, why work so hard to barely be squeezing life in? So that I wouldn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my terms from the inside out, which is what enabled me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating my way through the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there, everybody. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast. I'm so excited to have you with me here today. And just a quick note, this is the last podcast episode of season two. Don't worry, I will be back for season three, but I am going to take about a six-week break. And we'll be starting back in here probably the last week of May or first week of June. So be on the lookout for that. I do need a bit of a break here as we head into what is my busy season with my kids and with their baseball and the school year ending and all of that. So I hope that you go back and listen to some of the older episodes that maybe you've missed during this time period and join me back in here at the end of May, early June for the launch of season three. Okay, so to end season two, I wanted to get a little bit more into what it means to be content because I hear this a lot from people. I hear that I just wish I could feel good in my own skin. I wish I could feel comfortable with my decisions. I wish I just felt more content with what I have in my life. And I've been there. That was me pretty much my entire childhood into college and even my young adulthood years until I found myself burning out. And I remember looking around, and I think I've talked about this before. If you haven't listened to the first, very first episode of the Life and Law podcast, I did talk about this a little bit. I was in the midst of feeling like I was totally burned out the profession, something was wrong with it. I didn't know what to do. And I remember looking around and noticing, "Hmm, there are lawyers who just seem content, content with themselves, content with their choices, content with their practice, content with their firm, content with their life, content. Even when things are stressful or what we perceive often as stressful, even when, you know, they were really busy, even when things weren't going perfectly and sometimes they weren't going a little wrong, they still felt at peace and it was noticeable. And there weren't a lot of these people. So they were quite obvious when I took a look around. They were my guide to figuring this out. Had I known about coaching back then, I think coaching wasn't a big thing. It certainly wasn't known in the legal community. Would have been helpful to have one, but it's not something you have to have. Let me be clear about that, okay? You don't have to have a coach. You don't need a coach. A coach might be able to help you more quickly get the results you want. I would say a good coach will help you more quickly get the results you want, so long as you are open to coaching, which means open to coming in and trying new things and being vulnerable and all of those things, okay? But this is kind of one of my bones to pick with the, the coaching community. Not all coaches say this, but a lot do, that everybody needs a coach. I don't actually believe that. 
I do think coaching can be helpful to just about everybody for different reasons. But just because it can be helpful doesn't mean you need one. There is a difference, okay? And I certainly figured this out on my own. Now, it took me a little longer than it might have had I had a coach. But maybe I was better off because I figured it out on my own. I don't know. It's how I figured it out, right? And I want to say a note about what contentedness means. Because we hear this, you know, I want to feel more content. To me, contentedness is what happiness really is. I've mentioned this before. I've talked about happiness before. But I haven't gone into it as specifically as I'm going to go into it today of how to get it, okay? So I will put into the show notes what I mean by contentedness and happiness. But the gist of it is you are content with who you are and how you're showing up in the world. You are content with where you are, what you're doing. You are content not because you want no changes. I want to be clear. You can be working towards and probably, if you're truly content, will be working towards making your life better, making you a better person. Yet still be content with how you're showing up, with exactly where you are in any given moment. because. You understand, well, this is where I am. This is all the work I've put in, into my life, into my practice, into my own professional and personal development. This is where it's led me. I feel good about my decisions. I feel good about how I'm showing up. I'm doing the best I can, and I accept it's the best I can, and I'm okay with that. Yet, I'm still looking to learn more. I'm still looking to develop more. I'm still looking to change my life for the better because there's always that available, okay? So maybe financially, you're still not where you want to be. We all have goals. You haven't reached the goal yet or you haven't reached the bigger picture vision that could be several or more years off. That's okay, and yet you're still content with where you are. And this is a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp because it's hard for us as humans, I think, to want to be better, to want to be in a better place, to want to develop more, and yet feel like, oh, but I am content with where I am now. It's hard for us. There feels like there's a gap there, but there doesn't have to be. And the key is, you're going to know where I'm going with this probably, but it really starts from within. This is why I call my coaching inside-out success coaching. And even in my business coaching, my, what I call next-level coaching, The formula is very simple, and it's very similar to the inside-out success coaching formula. And that's really what I'm going into today. The actual formula for how to get to this place where you feel good in your own skin, where you're okay with what you're doing and where you are, yet you still are working to be a better person, to be in a better place financially, to make your practice better. You still have dreams and vision for where you're going, to do more, be more, but yet you're content with exactly where you are right now. That's what contentedness is. And the way you get there is really the formula I put together. Now, this formula I put together over the course of many years. It is not like when I started to figure this out. What was clear to me was I needed to start from within from the inside and work outward. Because as I looked around at the attorneys who seemed to be at peace and content and happy, 
they all had something in common. And that was they took total responsibility for their own happiness. And it was all very mindset oriented. They also took responsibility for their stress levels and their overwhelm. And everything wasn't always the fault of clients or other people. They understood they had a huge role to play in that. And where they could take control, they did take control. And so that was the starting point for me. That's when I realized I had to start with my own inner game first. And over the course of many years, it kind of expanded. And when I went into coach training, there was a class that I had to take where we were supposed to put together our own formulas, they called them. Formulas for success, formulas for dealing with fear. My first formula, by the way, was my fear formula around cancer returning. And I realized that I had one. I didn't even realize I had a formula, but I did. Because I'd been told by my doctors that if you're just, okay, so first caveat, if you are a cancer survivor, there's always that thing in the back of your mind saying, oh, but this could recur. That still is there to this day, even though I'm technically considered cured because it could, it's very low risk, but it could come back or new cancer could develop. And so there are certain things that you're told to be on the lookout for. And some of those things are very obvious and quick phone calls that you have to make to your doctor to go get it checked out. But some of those things aren't quick, obvious. They're more like feelings of unease, just not feeling right in your own body, or digestive symptoms that are a little off that might not be normal for you, but wouldn't be a red flag for most people, okay? And it's not one of those things that you're supposed to be so attuned to that it freaks you out every time something feels off because we all feel off at different times. We get sick. We get illnesses we don't even know about. We just get tired. Got to say, as you get older, you get more of that, right? And so I had a fear formula and I realized that when I was taking that class and after it was a partner of it I was assigned to, she told me, you have a fear formula. Here's what it is. After I kind of described what I had, I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. And then I started realizing, oh, I have a success formula. And I have all these other formulas that I've used. And over time, they've kind of been tweaked. But mostly the language around them. The formula's always been there. I just didn't identify it as such until about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago when I first started looking into coaching and I started taking some classes. And then as I've progressed as a coach, I've tweaked it a little bit. And again, it's mostly language. The formula is pretty much the same. And my success formula is the formula for how to be content with who you are, where you are, how you're showing up, everything in your life in this moment, and yet still be working towards a better life, a better practice, a better you, a better relationship with your spouse or someone else, right? A better anything. Because we are all always growing, learning. We can all develop as we go and be better and seek out better things, yet still be content with who and where we are in any given moment. Can you tell I'm a little passionate about this, you could say? Okay, so what is my success formula? Well, four things. It's a four-part formula. Rewire, reconnect, redefine, and realign. 
And I utilize this formula inside of my life. It ultimately what enabled me to transform from burned out to balanced back when I found myself burning out and started paying attention to those attorneys around me who were not burnt out and who seemed more content and were able to handle things no matter what was going on around them in a much better manner. And again, didn't realize it was a four-part formula, but this ultimately is what I did and what I created as a formula later on. It is also the same formula I utilize with my business clients. So obviously, it's my formula for inside-out coaching, which is, you know, anybody who is more burned out, questioning whether they're really doing the right things, wanting a change in some way, shape, or form, and trying to figure out, well, something feels off. And it feels off starting from within me. And I know I need to go there to figure this out before I can go make big changes because I don't even know what changes to make. So this is kind of that reconnection piece to yourself. This is utilized in my business coaching as well. I say it a little bit differently. So my formula for business coaching is called MSE. And it's your mentality, your strategy, your execution. But all of those things, rewire, reconnect, redefine, realign, they go into that as well. It's just a little bit different because you take that extra step of you're looking to build your business. But I want to make sure you're looking to build your business in a way that really fits you, that will make you happy. All right. So what are the four pieces? What do you need to focus on? If you're in a space where you're like, you know what? I'm not content, at least in certain areas. And I would like figure out a way to get there. Here's what you do. So step one is rewire. We always start with this. It is your starting point. You've got to get your mentality, your mindset into a better space, which is why we start with this. Rewiring is about how to train your brain using research-backed tools to see the world differently, to see challenges differently, to deal with stress differently to take more control over your own emotions, over your habits, over you, over how you show up, and choose to perceive the world around you, the people around you, and respond to them. To go from reactivity to response. Reactivity is when things happen and it just sets us off, which is normal. That's how the brain likes to react. But you can take control over that and use certain tools to retrain your mind to deal differently with these types of stressful events. I've talked about this a lot in the podcast, and I will link to a couple of the tools that I love the most for this. Reframing is one of them. Gratitude is another. And then there's some other mindfulness, like observational things. This is where you train your mind to step back, not be reactive and to see things a little more objectively so that you can rationally analyze what's going on and make a better decision for yourself. This gives you space. One of the biggest things I hear from new clients is they have no mental or emotional space anymore. They're so busy and their minds are so crammed full of all the things they need to be doing, overthinking issues and problems, trying to deal with client issues. I mean, there's just so much that's going on in our head because of what the job entails, plus trying to have a personal life, plus trying to do community activities, plus all the other things, right? And it gets hard. It feels like you have no mind space. Well, 
This is how you get to a place where you create more space for yourself. You rewire your mind to start thinking differently, to start processing your thoughts differently so that you respond differently, which has a huge ripple effect on your stress levels and on how you show up. The next step after that is to reconnect with you. It is really easy for us high achievers. Let's be honest. We're lawyers. We are high achievers. We are used to excelling. We're competitive. We like to be the best or at least do our best and to show up our best, which often ends up in a little bit of a hyper-competitive state. And when we're like that, it's very easy then to just keep going after all the shiny objects placed in front of us, to keep going down a path, right, that's placed before us, that path we're supposed to take to get the promotion, to be made partner, whatever it is, to take our firms to the next level if we have our own firm. We're always looking to up our game, to up-level our practice, to up-level in some way, shape, or form. And when we do that, it's very easy for us to lose sight of why we ever became lawyers in the first place, which is usually very values-based. We choose to go to law school based on certain values that we have. Maybe it's service. Maybe it's to do the best for humanity. Maybe, you know, it's a lot of different reasons. And what's interesting to me is regardless of some of the similar traits and personalities that I see in lawyers, my clients don't ever have the same exact values. They're all very different. Maybe there's some overlap here and there, but overall they're very different and they define them very differently. You want to reconnect to that. Why? Because it helps you make better decisions for yourself around the goals you want to set, around the path you want to take for your own practice. It gives you more control over your life and your practice when you start seeing things that way. So you want to reconnect to your own values. You also want to make sure you're fully connected to your strengths. You understand the skills and the strengths. And by strengths, I mean, what are you really good at that's not a skill? Like, in how you show up. How does your personality fit with others? How do you best serve your clients, your family members, your friends? There are reasons why people like you and come to you for certain things. Those relate to strengths. I think I've said this before. So for example, one of my biggest strengths is the ability to hear a lot of information that seems very complex and complicated sometimes seems unrelated, and be able to very quickly pinpoint, okay, here's what's really going on and here's what's important. Let's focus on these couple of things. That helped me as a lawyer. It's one of the things that I utilized in my business building. When I was talking to clients and prospective clients, I highlighted that so that I could not just be their lawyer, but I could be a business advisor too because I found that more fun and interesting. And it was a value add to clients. It's also obviously a value add as a coach. It helps me in coaching too. And I highlight that through this podcast, through my writings, through my postings, all of that, so that the right people who might be attracted to me are. But here's the thing. It's not just about that, right? That's a benefit. It's a bonus. But understanding your strengths and leveraging them, doubling down on them, utilizing them as much as you can in your day-to-day will make you more content 
because you're naturally better at doing those things. You will feel more fulfilled when using them and more, dare I say, content. Content with how you're showing up each and every day. So it's really important for you to understand what are my strengths and how can I utilize them to the best of my ability. Now, maybe clear that doesn't mean you never do things you don't enjoy doing. That's just part and parcel of anything in life. We can't love 100% of what we do. <laughs> I recently wrote about this to my newsletter. And if you're not a member of my newsletter, I highly recommend you join it. There will be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you'll get an extra bonus by signing on. You'll get the Life and Law Roadmap, which will help you start to do the things that we're talking about today. So what I was talking about recently was this attitude of, as I progress, as I move up the ladder, I don't want to be doing certain administrative menial tasks. I see this a lot in clients. And that's just not realistic. I mean, some things go away as you move up, but other things get added to your plate. And the reality is you're not going to love 100% of everything you do. I mean, come on, people. Those of us who are married know that we adore our spouses. We love them, but we don't love 100% of everything, right? There's little things that get on our nerves sometimes. Well, if we keep 100% love everything about our spouse, how are we going to do that with our jobs, right? So part of this contentedness is getting comfortable with your values, your strengths, learning to utilize them, and making your day-to-day so enjoyable through that that you're okay with the rest of it. So that's the reconnect piece. The next step is to redefine. And this is about your own success definition. How do you define success? And I believe I've talked about this before. So I will put a link to it in the show notes if you want to go even more in depth into this. In fact, I know I've talked about this several times. So I will link to at least one of those where you can get more on this. But the crux of this is redefining success based on your values and based on your input, not output. So we high achievers tend to measure success based on the output, what we get out of the efforts that we put in. The problem is we don't have full control over output. Circumstances get in the way. Chance and luck get in the way. Other people get in the way, right? So you can work really, really hard and give all you have and still not get the outcome you want and yet still be content because you put everything in you can and you're content with what you did. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Redefine success based on your values, but also based on your input, not output. I promise you this is a big step to contentedness that a lot of people don't do. So start to flip that definition around And proactively ask yourself as you're setting goals, you know, what are the action items that I want to do? How do I want to show up for this? How do I want to be? And then as you do those things, celebrate them, acknowledge them so that you can keep front and center. I'm doing my part. I'm putting in a level of effort that I'm good with, no matter what the outcome. Yeah, I'd love to get the outcome I want. But if it doesn't happen, I've done everything I can and I'm good with that. That's a huge piece of the puzzle there. So that's the redefine piece. 
And then last but not least is realign. Now, this is taking action. A lot of the stuff before is all internal, right? Well, pretty much everything. Rewiring, rewiring your own mind. Reconnecting, reconnecting to the things that make you uniquely you. Redefine, redefining your own success definition for yourself and how you measure it. Most of that is internal. They have external repercussions. And you take some action, right? But where you take the most action is in the realigned piece. And that is really going after your dreams, your goals, the things that you're setting based on your values, utilizing those strengths in what you're doing, actually showing up and doing the day-to-day work. Also, and this is a big one, setting your own standards and boundaries and enforcing them. This is the enforcement piece. A boundary is not a boundary unless you're actually enforcing it, which, yes, means saying no. But it also means setting standards for yourself, having your own internal boundaries that you don't go past so that you know what to say yes and no to, when to negotiate, understand what a true priority is so that you can actually prioritize the things that are most important for you given what your goals are, what your values are. And prioritization is about actually doing the things that are the most important and not doing the others or putting them off to another time that makes more sense. You're realigning around your definition of success based on your values, around your strengths so that you can show up more fully in the best way possible, around your priorities. Rewire, reconnect, redefine, realign. Those are the four key things to focus on. If you want to start feeling truly content with who you are, how you're showing up, where you are, even while you're working to do and be better, achieve more goals, move firms, whatever it is, you can still be truly content in the here and now by following these things. Okay? So that's my framework for my mindset clients, my inside-out success clients. And let's be clear, if I coach somebody, we are always coaching around these four things. And sometimes one or two or three of these things come into an individual coaching session because of what they bring to the table. I'm not sitting there saying, okay, now we're rewiring. Okay, now we're reconnecting. Oh, we're now redefining. It's not necessary. And I think you'll find that a lot of coaches out there have their own little formulas. It helps them keep things straight. It helps them stay on task and ensure that their client get the results they ultimately want. But again, we, don't, we as coaches don't sit there and say, okay, this is what we're doing now. Oh, now we're tackling this. No. But we are kind of moving our clients through this process. Hopefully that makes sense. All of these things come into play with business clients too. So the MSE mentality, strategy, execution, the rewire piece is the mentality. Also added to that is the mentality of being an entrepreneur, a business owner, because no matter whether you are in a, you know, your own firm, whether you're a solo practitioner or have a small or even big firm of your own, whether you are in a medium-sized firm or big law, if you are building a book of business, you need to look at it as an entrepreneur with your own business. That is the best way. And so that's an 
added piece to the mentality. So that the rewire piece is there along with taking ownership of your practice as though it's your own business. Because it is, y'all. And then the strategy piece is about getting clear around your values and your strengths and redefining success based on those things. All the stuff we talked about. So strategy includes the reconnection piece, includes the redefine piece. And then there is the added caveat of creating an actual business strategy around those things. So you take your strengths, you take your values, you take your success definition, and you decide well, what's the best strategy for me. What are my goals? Where am I going to? How does that align with my values? How can I leverage my strengths to the best of my ability in building that business? Right? So again, all the things we do with the Inside Out Success Coaching, but with the added piece of a very specific business strategy that I help them come up with and then execute on, and which is the next piece, execution. So again, the realignment piece, ensuring that you understand your true priorities based on your goals, your success definition, ensuring that you're really aligned to yourself, your values in the business that you're building in the actions that you're taking, in the clients that you say yes to and the clients you say no to. Yes, there are clients you should say no to. Yes, there might be clients you should offload. Maybe not immediately. I have some clients who are like, I can't do that yet. But over the course of the next year, they will be because they don't align with their values. And it's part of the disconnect for them, part of why they're not as happy as they could or should be in their practice. So that's part of the execution. And then also the obvious, taking consistent action on their strategy, their plan, so that they can start to see real results. So those are my formulas. Whether you are interested in just, you know, being happier as an associate or young partner without even worrying about the business building yet, whether you're looking to build a business of your own or grow it to a bigger level. Those are the formulas I've learned both through my entire career, through mentoring attorneys for many years of my career, and now in coaching attorneys, truly are the keys to success and contentedness. So I guess you could say being happily successful and not just finding yourself Looking good on paper, but not so happy because that's not what we want. It's not success if you're not content with who you are, how you're showing up in the world, where you are, as you strive to do whatever it is you're striving to do in building your business and advancing your career. And even more importantly, as be being kind of the impactful lawyer in person you've always wanted to be. Those are my formulas and how I coach people. We will be back soon with the launch of season three. I'm already starting to line up some amazing guests. I cannot wait to introduce you to them. And I really hope that you go back during this time off, listen to some of the older episodes that you've missed or maybe that you need to listen to now because we sometimes are in a different place. And it's good to go back and listen to things that maybe at the time that we heard it, we weren't in a position to need or hear it all. Go back and listen to some of them. 
And if you have not yet joined my newsletter, you can keep up with me during this hiatus. I drop a new newsletter every Tuesday. It's just once a week. I invite you to sign up for that. Again, there will be a link in the show notes. All right, that is it for this week. We will be back in about six to seven weeks. Bye for now. Are you tired of barely squeezing life in thinking, shouldn't there be more to life than this? Do you want to get to the next level, but without losing yourself in the process? Are you ready to start thinking and doing differently so that you can stop doing the same things over and over and over, hoping for a different result? If any of this speaks to you and you're ready to do something about it starting now, book a call with me to find out how I can help. Go to lifeandlawpodcast.com forward slash free call.